Welcome to Honest Money. I'm really thrilled to have Frugal Local uh, on, the, on the show with us again. Uh, Frugal, we, we just want to do a quick introduction to, to, to you, uh, you know, for those people that haven't listened to, to, to the previous episode. You, you know, you're a, you're a personal finance blogger, uh, you know, um, frugal in the best way possible, someone who, who tells us uh, how, how not to spend our money on, on wasteful things, but how to spend our money on the things that we like. And, and just to say, you know, thanks very much for, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it's always awesome to have you oh thank you so much i i have my coffee so everything is going to be okay <laughs> coffee makes the world go around especially in the morning i guess so so frugal you, you know you've um you spend quite a bit of time uh, and, and 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 blog posts uh, on on property, and and for for people that have followed me, they'll they'll know that that's not always my favourite asset class. Uh, it's definitely one that I think has has benefits. Uh, so so I thought you know we we, we, we should talk about uh, about property investing today. It's a, it's a meaty it's a meaty subject. Lots of people uh, you know especially in South Africa have a fixation with property. So I thought you know if if you wanted to tell us how you think people should approach property as an investment and and then we can we can talk about it after that absolutely okay so there's a couple of ways i, I mean we all know about the strategies we all know about the buy to let you know buy and flip uh buy fix and flip and, and we know all about these these ways that we can use property to make money I, I think the one thing that i find with people is they're like i want property and i want it now uh you know they don't want to they don't want to wait they're like uh, oh property is a good investment so i'm just going to put all my money in this property and then they get a bad deal and, and I find that a little bit sad, actually, because what it's like, you know, you basically say, oh, my goodness, you heard on the news, the stock is doing really well, so, you know, you're going to put all your money in the stock. Or you heard that the stock is doing really terrible, so you're going to put all your money in the stock. And, and I find that with property, it's similar, is that property de- uh, property deals, in my opinion, or, that are actually worth it, um, it's something worth waiting for. You know, it's you do your research, you check. Um, I quite having a list together. So what I do is I think that you need to have a list together. You need to say, this is what I'm looking for. This is in the area that I'm looking for. And you need to at least check 100 properties in that area to say, what is the norm? What is the expected norm? And how do I know if a property then is undervalued? Uh, so, for example, if you know the property, the mean is about 800,000 Rand in that area. If you get something for five or 600,000 Rand, that might be a good deal. Um, the problem is, is that people just go like, a property is a good investment. Oh, this one is for 950000 and then they buy it. And then only afterwards do they actually find out it's a really, really bad deal. I, I personally like buy to rent. Um, I buy the property, I rent it out. Um, and what I do is I work with a 1% rental factor. So I prefer having a 1% rental factor per month. So that means if I paid 400000 Rand for a property, I want 4000 Rand a month in my pocket after the rates, taxes, and levies, and those monthly running costs comes off. Um, And I've heard people that tell me, oh my goodness, that's not possible. Um, But I do think that it it is possible. It is definitely possible. And I've had people tell me that this is possible. Um, And then basically what you want is you want property to actually, like that the tenant actually covers all your costs for you. Um, That is ideally what you would want. Okay. So, uh, so, so I guess one of the things around around doing a buy to rent property will be will be debt and 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 how you know 
I'd like to talk about, about a little bit about that because to me debt is is something that that could be a weapon of wealth destruction uh, as easily as it could be something that helps you get yourself to the point of financial freedom. So if you found that property that 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 uh, that can pay you the rent uh, after costs, uh, w- w- what's your view on debt? How much debt should someone take on board? You know, what are the things they should be careful of? Uh, you know, when should they get excited? You know, I'm I'm always scared of debt. I hate owing the bank money. You know, even if there is a tenant paying off a property. Uh, I feel like the you know the bank's got me somewhere. So so how, how do you approach that? Okay, this is a very interesting question. So um, I think there's good debt and bad debt, um, and uh, I, I don't like the idea of me having to pay off debt. I like if somebody else pays it off for me um, because then I can use my money for other things. Um, what I find extremely important, and I've, I've I've found it so important, I wrote a blog post about it, is that you need an emergency fund for your properties. Uh, remember, you might not actually be um, uh, you might not actually technically need it um, because your tenant is paying it all for you. But things happen, you know, um, things happen. Like, for example, you needed to spend a little bit of money on the property with regards to a tenant that uh, broke the stove. I recently had one. Uh, luckily, the, the deposit actually covered it. Um, but I do think that um, the main thing for me is, is that you should not put yourself in a situation where you can become extremely vulnerable. So what I do is I do I, I, I can extend a lot further than what I am right now. I can buy a lot more properties, um, but I don't like to because um, for safety reasons. So I'd rather have a little bit more cash flow, a little bit more in a, a property emergency fund, not just your normal uh, I lose my job emergency fund, but a property emergency fund in case something happens there um, just to cover yourself quite a bit. Um, I do understand that a lot of people don't like the idea of good debt and bad debt. And I think it's a tool that you can use if you understand it. If you don't understand it, stay away. Um, it's definitely not worth it for people uh, that, you know, that that doesn't have that, uh, you know, management, I don't want to say management ability, but like that, like that con- level of control. Uh, property is something that people need, you know, you want control over your life. You want control over what you invest in. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because I, I find that people, what they do, um, people hand over their money to financial advisors, to companies, to uh, ETFs and all these things. And they say, you go and make me more money, babies. The problem is, is that they don't know what they're doing. And oftentimes these people invest in pyramid schemes and things like that. So I think property is a very hands-on thing. And if you really want to know, um, and it's the same with the debt, you need to be hands-on. You need to be so involved and, and I don't think it's a bad thing, though. Okay, fair enough. I think, uh, you know, I think what I'm taking out of this, which is the point I agree with, is you, you shouldn't view a property investment as as a very passive thing that you just, you know, buy and forget. Uh, if you're going to make, uh, especially buy to rent property investments, you need to view it as a, as a proper side hustle. It's a business. It, it just happens to be a business that's in property. And, and you know, using debt and managing tenants and, and the like is something that you should view as, as part of your, your side hustle. It's something that's going to take work. It's something that you're going to spend a lot of time on. Uh, yes, it'll make you money. But, but I think the, the critical point there is if you've got debt, Make sure it's a smaller, small amount of debt relative to to what you can afford, so that when life happens, because you know, living in a post-COVID world, we know life can happen uh, at the worst possible time. And 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 secondly, uh, have a property emergency fund. I agree. What, what I wanted to kind of, I didn't want to butt in, but but if you say a property emergency fund, how many how many months? How do you calculate that? What's the number that people should have in in mind? 
I, I quite, I personally quite like um, three to six months of all your properties rent, but um, I think three months is normally if you've got depending on how many properties you have. If you only have one or two, uh, you know, it's the same with diversification. So then you might need just three months, uh, or you know, then you might need a little bit more. Um, I quite like the three months mark. Um, but if you've got a very very large um, emergency fund already, you know, just on top of that, um, I just keep that in one of my bonds, you know, or in my. my um, I think it's a great point. I think you know. So, so if, we, if you're saying to someone that's going into this three months, let's say three months worth of 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 rent after costs per property, uh, I think that's a great uh, a great call. Uh, and and then I think uh, you know I think the other point there is you're going to have to to to, to do the homework uh, properly in every aspect. It's not just on the debt; it's uh, it's homework on the property area that you're that you want to buy, uh, and and then the, the diversification is an important point there. I think you know for for, for me, uh, you know one of the things that I'm, I'm always scared of with investments is that people kind of bet the bet their whole future on one thing, whether it's one share, uh, one company, uh, one property. And I think if you're going to do this. Uh, you know, yes, you're probably going to have to start with one. You know, we, we all start somewhere, but but the point is, as quickly as possible, uh, get to the point where you've got at least two sources of, of of rental income, so that you you know you're always going to find one day somewhere along the line one tenant won't be paying, and at least then you've got two different properties and and one tenant between two uh, while you adapt and, and and recover. And I think the the point I'll, I'll obviously I'm going to be be scared of you saying financial advisors put money into pyramid schemes. I, I hope not. I hope uh, I hope that's a limited number, but uh, but I think I'll I'll say the same about property agents. You know, don't just Absolutely. trust any property agent and what they tell you. Do your homework. Uh, you know, the the, the 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 internet's a wonderful thing now. It gives you so much information for free around properties and 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 the, the properties in an area that you can do your homework. Uh, and if you need to use an agent, you're doing it as an informed investor, not as kind of a blind passenger. Absolutely, and and I think this is the key key part here is that everybody wants your money. Everybody, the financial advisors, the real estate agents, the bond and transfer attorneys, everybody wants your money. And it's okay, but, you know, it's worth negotiating on that. And I think even uh, for a financial advisor, if they're asking you a fee of your entire fund value, in the same way with property, you know, you go to your uh, transfer attorney, your bond attorney, uh, you know, you negotiate the, the, the purchase price of your property, the interest rate, you negotiate these things. Um, and, and I think that's the important takeaway from that is that uh, don't just settle and don't just take it, you know, negotiate, work with what you have. So I think we, we're running out of time and I really want to, uh, to find out uh, from you the, if there's one thing you could tell, uh, tell people about, about money, about the world of investing, what, what would that one be, thing be? What would be the thing that you tell yourself on, on the day you kind of set out on the, on the world of, of money? If you could find out now, what would, what would it be? Spend money on the things that's important, but don't spend too much that's money. That's simple. Because if you do, <laughs> tomorrow it might not be important anymore. Brilliant, so, brilliant. Awesome. Well, Frugal, uh, it, it, it's been wonderful having you on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, for, for, for those of you that want to find out more from, from someone who's not in the game of selling you stuff, he's just there to, uh, to try and share his journey to, to financial freedom with you. Uh, follow him, Frugal Local. And, you know, Frugal, w- once again, really great to have you on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.